Welcome to It's Not All Black and White. My name is Sarah. I'm black. I'm Matthew. I'm white. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast. Welcome. So this morning, I woke up feeling pretty overwhelmed um, because of like what's going on in the world. But I think most of it is I've been lacking personal space in my house. Yeah. So what did that look like for you this morning? Like what, what finally hit home and what are the pieces that contributed to that i think like one of the things like we work from home and we have employees um or interns we have you know we have people and coming into a house um monday through friday and we also work from home monday through friday and and then to make matters worse I'm also here on Saturday and Sunday, so there's like no space. <laughs> and our house is not that huge. We have a tiny house. Like it's it's enough for two people, but when you make it a home office, it's a lot, you know. So there's like I haven't been feeling like I go home. Like I've just been having like this moment of like I walk from nine to five, and then I walk again from seven to nine p.m. And then I repeat that process and there's nowhere I feel like my house has become that place where it doesn't feel like home anymore. It feels like just like a workspace. So But that also felt different when we went back because, you know, early, you know, last year, basically, we didn't have so many people coming and going. It was like this was generally our space. And that was also our workspace. It was our space. And we've chosen really to give that up. Yeah. Um, but now it's at this point, there's also some repercussions to that choice. Yeah. And I, and I was like, one of the things like I've noticed, like I, it kind of like bothers me in, in some ways is like the eating table is cause <laughs> dinner used to be like this special time where I take off and, you know, we have this conversation, but now we have like two laptops and a computer and a monitor on the table that we eat on for dinner. And in some ways, like, I can't separate that, you know, so... It's kind of like it's work is always there, and there's just, yeah, there's a sense that it's not only the work, though, because that, that is one thing. And But then how much of the work being like, on the table is also sort of a reminder or just something that there's always this other energy, not just this home energy or fully able to relax energy? I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I feel like I, I, I want to say, like, maybe it's every part it's every person who like run their own business. Like I feel like I take my business with me everywhere at all time. Like I have to say like, I love what I do with a passion. Like I'm, I'm not complaining, but I miss, I kind of miss the days when I would go to work and go in at eight and leave at five. And like, I left my work at work, you know? But then how does that also relate to the sort of the constant, you know, full house of people it's like it's always there like i wake up in the morning it's there i i go to bed like it's there like i haven't had this moment for like a year and a half now where i can say like i'm fully relaxed you know so like i don't even know what that means anymore like i feel even on weekends like we work on weekends and i may take a break here and there and watch a few shows but there isn't a weekend where i haven't done something that's related to work and once, like, I made Sunday where I look for grants to apply for my business. So Sunday is, like, this day where it's, like, I'm filling in applications, you know. And, yeah, if, if I'm not done on Sunday, it's, like, I'll finish it Monday or Tuesday. But, it, yeah, it's, 
I'm feeling it, yeah. you know. And even sometimes, like, I want to just sleep in, you know. So I guess that's the other thing, too. That's right? is that If you end up working until 10 o'clock at night, uh, there are still employees that show up at 8.45 or 9 a.m. in the morning, no matter how late you ended up working. Correct. And then I feel like I'm showing, like, a bad example. Like, I've... I've I was like, you know, like I was trying in the beginning to be like ready, prepared, dressed by the time they came to the house. But I was like, some days I just have like, I work late at night and I have like really bad sleep and I have to like sleep until I, I need the sleep. I have to sleep until 10 and I had to be okay with that. But that took some time. Like, I feel like I'm getting okay with that, but it doesn't look great. Like I prefer when like, my employees come, it's like, I'm dressed, I'm in the office, like, it's a good example, but also it's like, I'm putting up a picture, which I don't want, you mm. know, so there's, I think there's a balance between like, being a good example and faking it, like, I don't want to fake it, because I can only fake it so much, because it's my house, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, so, I mean, then what, I mean, if you recognize that there's an issue or a problem or something that you want to, that, that, that's coming up into your life, is that something that you want to address or have an idea of how you want to address it? Or is it just in a matter of, I just want to acknowledge it because we're not going to move our office from our home right now. That's not an option for us. Uh, we actually need the people who are here to help us to continue to develop and grow what we're doing. So what, what do you do in that situation? I think just talking about it. Like, I don't think there's anything. Like, I like the people. Like, first of all, it's like, I like that people are here. You know, so it's not just you and I all the time. Yeah, that's really good because it was only me all the time. <laughs> like, they, I had to deflect a little bit. So it has changed the nature of our work like, where it feels like, oh, this is a fun environment to work. But I also have to recognize that they go home and I'm left in the environment. You know, so... I think it's it's good to talk about it and just like recognize and like even on Friday now that's like maybe it's clearing out the table and doing the extra work and just you know making dinner be dinner like making our table be a dinner table and that takes a little bit more work but then that maybe is what needs to happen right you know because mm -hmm. yeah I agree we're not gonna move and um, we can't afford an office at the moment so it's this is where we're gonna be things are the yeah. way they are. But I think it's good to talk about it so that I get to accept that things are the way that they are. So this is part, maybe slightly off topic, but you just said, I just need to acknowledge it. And I think that that's an, an important piece of this because so often when there's a problem, we think there needs to be a solution. Like, what do we do about it? And sometimes there actually is nothing to do about it except change the outlook on it. You know? Yeah. So that... That to me is kind of interesting just hearing you say that is that I just don't need to say it. I need to acknowledge it, not change it, but maybe change my relationship to it by speaking the way it is for me. And then just, you know, maybe something will shift, uh, you know, or the, something else will come up. But just acknowledging it is a, is a good place because it's also to me, it's become I didn't feel it as strongly as you were feeling it. Um, but we've joked about this a bit where like. If you and I are having a challenge one day, like we had this day where we're like, uh, I think we think we talked about it on, on an earlier podcast when we were packing everything up to ship your products to America and we got in a fight and all of a sudden it's like, well, now nobody's going to talk and we can't really talk because we have a house, you know, a home office slash house full of people 
and we're not going to, we've already done a little bit of dirty laundry airing, so we're just going to kind of let it go. And just this kind of tension, because we couldn't just say, you know what, we're going to go into the other room. We're going to go home. Let's go, <laughs> let's just go home and deal with this out there. We're going to, I have an idea. You stay at the office and I'm going to go home so we can have a little space. And those things just don't happen. No, they don't. And it's also like intense when we are having a hard time. And then we haven't resolved it. And it's like, we have employees in the house. Mm-hmm. So they are also like experiencing this dynamic. And I don't know if how uncomfortable it's, maybe we should one day do a podcast with them. Just the, <laughs> just the, just the employees and interns. What's it like work? Actually, that could be kind of fun. Yeah. What's it like working here? The good stuff, there might be one or two things. And then the when they're fighting, he's like, it's intense in the house. Mommy and daddy are angry. Mommy so, and daddy are going to get a divorce. So like, I'm sure they're experiencing it. But to say that is like, it becomes really difficult if we are experiencing difficulties and we have people in the house and we haven't, it's not like we go to the office and leave our relationship stuff at home. It's like, yeah. So it also makes me have some you know, compassion also for people who are now all of a sudden stuck to here all of the time. You know, you and I, we have over a year and going on a year and a half, we pretty much spend all of our time together. You know, we work together, we live together, we everything together, we run together. We, well, we didn't do all the running together, but we go on walks together. We exercise together. Oh my God, now we're going to even now to, we the go gym to the gym together. together. So there are like all these different things that we do together. We go shopping together. We go pay our rent together. Like, Literally, we pay our rent together. One person could go pay rent and come back while the other person does something else. But no, we have to go do that together. I think we do that because it's the one time we go, we get to go into town. Lately, but even before. Like, like we, we, live, we live in like nowhere. Matter, so but, we have, but you when, could go pay rent and I could go do something else. Actually, we went to the bank together. And then the last time, fortunately, your cousin has an office right next to the rental, the, the rental agency. So the last time he said, you know what, while you go pay rent, I'm going to go see my cousin. So we actually got a 10-minute break from each other. Oh, we're just going to stop so and much let needed. that soak in for a second. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> but so like just, yeah, so space. So we don't give ourselves that much space. And then we have our work space. And then we also sometimes have your family members come and stay. Yeah, like right now, my sister is staying with us, and so now we don't even get that like evening. you know six p.m. to nine a.m. time. It's always, and there is something about having other energy in the house, and I, I actually I love having a lot of people around. I really love it. I love having you know family, friends. Uh, it's a really good feeling, but there is another reality, which is that. You know, is that that energy also, there are times where it it flows super smoothly and everything's great. But then there are also times where it's, where there is other energy that you, you know, people are in different phases. Someone's going through, you know, like even your sister, like a lot of times when she wakes up, she's tired, right? So it's like somebody just kind of like shuffles in the morning through the living room mm-hmm. while we're all, okay, we were already up. We've gone on our walk. We've done some yoga. We've meditated and... <laughs> 
across the living room floor. It was like, oh my God, I'm trying to stay cheery and keep my, you know, particularly bright. I've worked until 10 o'clock at night. We've been awake. We're doing all these things. We get up early. We try and meditate, keep our, our, our rhythm going. And then... And then we're like, oh my God, are you really just trying to like sink me this morning? This is like battleship and I just got a torpedo straight to the nose. This is over. You know? So, right. And then like, and then now we also have, and that's like, your sister's here in part because we've had like, you know, she's basically been quarantined in our house because she's been, you know, basically everyone's been kicked out of Nairobi uh, because of the, you know, the, the, the virus and everything. And then... And then, so we've got this sort of, you know, fortunately where we are still in Nakuru, there's, you know, as long as we all follow very strict protocol, we're in pretty good shape. We can still go into town. We can, we pay rent. You still have to pay rent in person, but everyone's being very careful. And before you go into every place, you wash your hands. Uh, even the other day, just as a slight side note, we had to go to the store and we had to go pay, pay rent. And we stopped at another store along the way. To go pay rent, to walk in there, you wash your hands, and then to go into the little set shopping center where the the uh, the store is, you have to wash your hands going in there, and then into the store, and then there was like another sort of store right next to it that had to go in every time. Within 45 minutes, we had washed our hands nine times, and like my hands were starting to crack. I know, and it has like bleach in the water. Has bleach and- in the water and everything. But the positive side is that because it's been contained here very well, um, you know, by closing off Nairobi and all these things, we can actually, as long as we're really careful, we actually have more m- more ability to move freely than most people do. Yeah, and so this morning I was I woke up and when we went on our walk and I was like I'm feeling this overwhelmed, but there's also a part of me that feels guilty that I feel overwhelmed, you mm. know, because I did not grow up in a mansion. I grew up in we all lived in one tiny room. You know, so I grew up in the slums of Nairobi, the slums of Nairobi, and we had, we lived in a single room. My mom, my sister, my cousins, like everyone lived in this one single room. And I remember we went one time, like my grandmother came to visit with three or four other people. You know, and so, so ten people in like a ten square foot place or ten by ten place. Yeah, and now that I'm an adult and I can, you know, I have more room, and I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I. And I was like, Sarah, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I feel like there's a, pla- there's a place in it where I feel like I should not be feeling like this, you know? And then I was telling you, like, I'm going to ask myself of what I ask people who have different privileges, you know? So my thing is, like, if you have so much money and you have other resources is like use those resources to actually become a better human being, you know? And so... I had to tell myself the same thing is like days are gone where I live in a single room and now is like I have this room like I have this house and it's okay to feel like the way that I'm feeling and it's okay to acknowledge the way I'm feeling and it's okay to also like take care of myself mm-hmm. you know and ask for what I need because if I don't then I'm resentful right and I think the acknowledgement is a really important thing because I mean, I know when I look back at the way I liked, de- I've dealt with these types of things in the past is I'm strong, I, I can handle it, or I have, I have resources or I have a certain amount of privilege, so therefore I shouldn't feel this way. 
And that's kind of bogus. Like what I do with the feelings is another thing. Do I allow my feelings to be there and turn those into emotions? Or can I just have that feeling and, and then say, okay, now that I recognize that I'm gonna take agency, I'm gonna take some power over it and I'm going to acknowledge it, I'm gonna work with it. But trying to pretend that it's not there helps nobody. Because, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it actually puts you in a position of almost powerlessness. You know, and then there's no also development. If I'm going to deny what's going on with me, then how do I transform it if I can't acknowledge that it's there, right? The first step of the 12-step program is acknowledge I have a problem. That's how you have to begin to shift it. And I think this morning on this walk, one of the things that was really nice was I'm feeling this way. I'm just kind of overwhelmed. I need some space. Um, and okay, maybe you don't get space. But by speaking that, I think it's really important. And something that you and I have talked about too and how do we deal with this uh, we've gone on walks where you're having an issue or a problem or something and I jump in and I do my thing like, oh, I'm going to solve the problem. And you're like, no, stop that. I don't need you to solve my problem. I just want you to hear me. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that, right? And then sometimes it's sort of walking and you say, well, don't you have anything to say? <laughs> well, yeah, I was waiting for the invitation to share so that I can honor your process. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so I think like one of... I felt like this was important to talk about this like openly because so many people and so many of our friends mm -hmm. have been, you know, quarantined at home with people that they love with, you know, like it's, you know, I love everyone who works for us, but that doesn't mean I don't feel like the way I am, I, I feel. And so people are stuck with their home, with their kids, with their husbands. Can you imagine being stuck at home with your husband? <laughs> Poor people all over the world. Yeah, I'm being facetious, but there's also there's a lot of truth to that. Like, like there is definitely an amount. Of, I mean, I think that you and I have a very strong foundation to our relationship, and yet we there are challenges that we experience. Almost, I mean, they come up, but we since we work so closely together, um, you know, it it comes up. It's we actually have to also make sure we give the time we you know for each other to just you know, have that space. We talked about this even last year. Like last year, we spend almost every day together, but you were in the States for two months. And then I was in Germany for close to a month. And I was in the US again for close to a month. So over the course of the year, we spent a ton of time together, but there were four out of 12 months that we weren't together. So one third of the time, we weren't, we, we weren't sharing any space at all. We didn't see each other. And, you know, and I, and that can also be very hard because I know people who really struggle with that too, particularly working in entertainment where, you know, actors, producers and directors. And we go off and we go work in another state for three weeks, four weeks. Some people are working on TV series, will end up going away for several months at a time and then come home. And that that kind of space is a different type of challenge. But this challenge, um, you know, is obviously a different one, but it's something that we have, you know, we try and navigate, but it's it is a challenge for us and um, and to acknowledge it. And one of the things I just want to come back to something that we did the other day, we've been talking about reading Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg for a while. And I I've, I've started reading it a long time ago, or I may have even read it years ago. Um, I've listened to, you know, a whole, like a series he had, but, um, but that was a long time ago. And I was like, you know what? I really, I know it's really powerful. I want to bring it back into our lives. And we talked about reading it for a while. And last week, this sort of culmination of just our always being together. We were having like but feeling... Kind of like 
like stuck. A I feel like bit. I want to say just because we spend so much time together doesn't mean it's a quality time together. Yeah. Like sometimes I spend all the time with you and I miss you. I, we felt that way last week. I was like, I miss you. But yet we spent a lot of time together. So that meant there was a certain intentionality. And I was thinking, well, do we need to like go out? Well, you can't go out because you're not allowed to go sit in any restaurants. Basically, we can go on a walk. But we can't do anything outside of basically our house or what we really, it, whatever we do f- together for each other, for our relationship, is going to be fairly similar to what we do already, which is go on walks or stay home. So it was a matter of bringing a different type of intentionality into you know what we do together so we picked up this book and it's something that we started a long time ago like right at the very beginning of our relationship we're going to read a book together that had you know work workbooks and worksheets and things that really engaged us and then last year we were also reading a book about money and we said you know next year we want to read a book about relationship and communication And and so we found that, granted, it was already April, we're three months into the year, and we haven't read it yet, and we haven't started yet, and we started, and just opening up that space around communication, just reading the first chapter or two, made a huge shift. It did. Just taking that time in the evening, where it was like 8 p.m. at night, and we're like, let's go to bed and read this book together. We could have watched Netflix together, we could have done all those things, but instead there was an intentionality to, to what we did together, and I think that that was really healing because, yeah, what we're talking about here is like self-care and personal space. But the other thing is the quality of the space. We can actually find a way to have healthy personal space within a space where we have, you know, today we, there are four people here. And how do we have healthy personal space? And there everyone's going to leave except for your sister tonight. And it's going to be you and me. And how do we continue to hold that space in a way that really supports, you know, supports us and feeds into self-care and all of those things that we still need. Yeah. The other thing, one thing, like when I think about self-care, like I always imagine going to a spa, you know, doing like fancy thing, but I live in a place where those things, I don't even know if they exist, but I think like, yeah, taking the time. I think for me at this point in my life, self-care means like acknowledging what's so in my life. Uh, very nice. Yeah. You Just know, what it is, an acknowledgement. Yeah. And that to me is self-care. And mm-hmm. also like understanding like, yeah, I do feel guilty because of like my past and my childhood and how I grew up. And so, and also recognizing that it's okay to not feel guilty, you know. So, Just to be who you are in yeah, the situation. And I, yeah. Acknowledge my feelings mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So... Uh, so here we are, we're kind of in this time and we're not going to be able to change the circumstance at the moment, right? We are, even at this moment as we speak, we are kind of quote unquote stuck here. There is no way for us to leave Kenya and go back to the States as we were planning on doing. There's all these things. Um, and yet, you know, we can actually find a way to take the situation and bring an intentionality into it through the work we do together, through our meditative work, through our study through acknowledgement of where I'm at without even needing to say it needs to change. I don't think actually anything is going to change. It doesn't, right. It doesn't need to change. Nothing needs to change. But when you just said, when I acknowledge what is so, that means I don't need to change what is in the world. I can change my relationship to it. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so... Really nice. So here we are going to, you know, keep going and doing what we're doing and bring this intentionality to it. Yeah, and I, w- I really recommend reading then. We're, how many chapters into it? I don't know, I think we're three chapters into Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Uh, pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. It changed my outlook the last couple of days. Yeah, because it was just about taking agency and responsibility. That There's even one of the first things, right, is get rid of the phrase, I have to. Yeah. You know, you, when we choose it, it becomes that what we do in the world become is imbued with the our life force and our excitement instead of the drudgery of I have to do this. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap up and thank you for listening to our podcast and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. You can find us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, YouTube and our our uh, website it's not all.com and you can see every place where you can listen and find us on YouTube and uh, we'll see you next time yep see you next time if you have any question email us we'll yeah we'll try and uh, answer them on the podcast all at gmail.com is the email address that we use for this so yeah, please reach out or you know post any comments in uh, anywhere, and we'll uh, we'll get to them. Yeah, and stay safe. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Bye.